0: to Krista living sober. This would be episode nine. Depression is very common among people who are battling addictions, whether it's to drugs, to alcohol, to anything. Um, Anything that we use as a substance can trigger and intensify feelings of loneliness, sadness, hopelessness, and so all of that goes hand in hand with depression. For me, I feel like my depression definitely stemmed from a feeling of loneliness just because when I was younger, I think since ever since I can remember having memories, I remember feeling alone and abandoned um and I'm not here to put blame on anybody about any of that but um I think my depression stemmed from feeling of abandonment from being adopted from not really having the normal you know like birthing From birth to adulthood life, mine kind of was disrupted, right? From being adopted to being in foster care to having older parents to not kind of fitting in to not knowing much about my birth family to never knowing my birth father. So many things played a factor, right? And then you try to fit in and then you become a teenager, And then you have feelings, and then you try drugs, and you drink, and then you experience different feelings, you know. Um, These are different highs and lows that we are going to deal with throughout our lives. And honestly, I dealt with that until I was 30 years old. So whatever, you know, I finally battled it. You know, I faced my demon head on, and I said, hey, enough's enough. And it took me that long, but I did it um clinical depression could last for weeks sometimes months, and even years so it just depends on what kind of depression but I feel like for me mine's clinical I mean I've been diagnosed with many different things but for me clinical expanding throughout my entire life eventually you know affecting my ability to work my ability to maintain a healthy rights lifestyle right and that's what happened but it happened because I mixed my depression my mental health with drinking and when you feel like there's no end in sight the drugs and the alcohol may appear to be an easier solution to those problems. And for me, the substances, the alcohol, any of that subsided any emotional pain. And for a temporary moment brought a bigger sense of happiness. And I could have put that, right? I replaced what I was feeling before with happiness, even though the happiness was in substances was in drinking wasn't all these negative things right and that's where i think my addictive pattern kind of took flight and the more and more i consumed the more i became dependent and the more the effects had taken a hold of me so i think luckily i didn't get any brain damage but you know i don't know no I think I'm okay but when people face depression it can be an uphill battle every day and since we're all different what one person is battling isn't going to be the same as what the other person is battling so like different um different depressions may overlap with different things different mental health issues may overlap with different things you know different substances different blah 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 you know it's just it's just a big crazy puzzle I guess and or maybe not like puzzle it's just it's a big graph right and it just stems off in different directions depending who you are depending what you do but so normally Both depression and addiction can cause somebody to give up your activities, your hobbies, like anything you do day to day that you once liked to do, you don't feel like doing it anymore, right? Um, Depression and addiction, you you would become prone to refuse or acknowledge that you have a problem. So for me, I was always in denial. I never thought I had a problem, you know, like even when I got arrested in the past or when I had to go to court or even getting my second OUI, you guys. Yes, I have too. We can talk about that another time as well. But I guess I refused to think that I had a problem even after I got my second OUI, even after they sent me to the Framingham Women's Prison because of that for a month you know and uh, I think your brain is really messed up when you feel like you don't have a problem because you're such in denial and I don't know so then you experience issues with personal relationships and that was to me big time too because I just didn't care about my family life drinking and going out and getting annihilated and not caring was better than being at home miserable sad angry depressed you know and so I avoided a lot and these personal relationships I avoided and I wanted nothing to do with anything that personal you know so I don't think I ever had a really long-term love life long-term love relationship either you know it was always just like I'm afraid of that so I'm going to never get into a relationship or I'm never going to let myself do that, you know? So I never became so close to anybody and I never let myself until now, but you know, that was who it was before. And I used to isolate myself from people and I learned how to be alone, which I'm okay with now, whatever. But you know, it's kind of crazy when, Your fear was being alone, and you did everything because you felt abandoned and alone. But now you're just alone. So it was just like a full circle thing. And you know what? Being alone is not a bad thing. Being alone isn't necessarily a bad thing. I learned in the Buddhist traditions, in my yoga teacher trainings, and. Um, just spiritually, that being alone can help you grow, can help you um, become enlightened, you know, especially when you're sitting for meditation or, you know, learning how to just be in the moment alone and sitting with yourself. So that's different. But, I mean, I think when people think being alone being bad, it's when you isolate. So when people isolate, when they're depressed, they go alone right they don't want to, anything to do with anybody else and they kind of like shut the world out and keep themselves isolated and they don't want help and no one's getting in and that can become so dangerous because that's what can lead to suicidal tendencies and suicide is no joke and when people when you place depression and isolation together In the mix with substance abuse and drinking, then it rises, I think, from 10% to 25%. And that's like a huge rise, right? And that's where it gets tricky. That's where, when someone isolates, you know it's severe and you know it's major, and that person needs help. And there's so many things that you can do to help. But sometimes we're not aware in time, and that's when it's sad. That's when you hear about people committing suicide and you were too late. But one thing is, because I've had a couple of friends in my life who have committed suicide, um, you never want to blame yourself. But with anything else, like dealing with addiction, dealing with mental health issues, dealing with anything, the person we have to help ourselves. You know, nobody else can do it for us. And as sad as that may be, it's the truth. Um. So there's many different things you can do when you diagnose depression. You can get a physical exam. You can get lab tests, blood work done. You can get a thyroid test, you know, because there's certain things that could be, hearing the depression that you're dealing with and you may not even know like your thyroid could be low or your blood count could be low and certain body parts aren't functioning properly and then therefore you get depression and that's crazy. Your iron could be low and you could have depression. So it's really good to get a physical, go to your doctor, talk to them about what you're experiencing. And nutrition, what you eat, what is what you become, they say. You can get a psychological evaluation at your doctor's office. Um, and then there's always the DSM-5, which is a manual for mental health professionals. And they use this book. It has all the mental health conditions in it. And it's not really accurate, in my opinion, because you, anybody could sit down with you with that book and pick out the symptoms you have and misdiagnose you okay misdiagnosing somebody is serious and this is where I don't agree with the medical world and how they treat mental health and depression and certain issues because it's so easy to put a label on something and then prescribe a medication right and in my mind I feel like that is just covering something up and not necessarily working to fix that problem. It's like putting a Band-Aid on a flash wound, right? It's not going to heal it. It might stop the bleeding for what the slowest, the smallest amount of time, but you're not fixing the problem. So I think for me, what helped is definitely. Reconnecting with my faith at the Salvation Army, I learned how to kind of, you know, strip everything down and not rely on medication until I needed it. Because there was a time after I did the program where I noticed... I really needed something extra to help, so I did go to a therapist, and I did get back on medication for, like, a year just to help me. And then there was a time where I realized, hey, I'm better. My mind's working different. I don't think I need these medications anymore, so I stopped, right? And we are in control of our own bodies, and we know ourselves better than anyone else, so we have the control to control that. Um, so yeah, guys, depression is something I feel like that always is going to live with me and I know that at times in the past, dealing with depression was very hard and there were moments where I couldn't see the light and didn't think that I would come out okay And there's moments, you know, like I had a couple weeks ago where I still break down and, you know, have trouble seeing the light. But I know that if I keep my faith in my God and my higher powers and if I just take the time that I need to focus my energy on my life and myself and take a step back and look at everything that's going on and kind of recenter myself in my life... That's where, that's what helps me able to move on and see clearly instead of just staying in that cloudy, dark place that kind of overtakes me sometimes. And what helped was learning about faith in God and how my life changed for the better when I you know, didn't drink anymore, when I put down the drugs, when I started to love myself again because you need to love yourself first. You need to love yourself first more than anything. You know, you need to give yourself more credit than you do every single day because when you are mean to yourself, when you let your thoughts get a hold of you then that leaves the door open for the enemy for that darkness to come right back in and it's sad and you get stuck in that cycle um i feel like i'm just going in circles repeating myself but i'm gonna do a depression part two um tomorrow so stay tuned but i just wanted to come back and chat and let you guys know that I am still here. I am still going to do the podcast, whether it's talking to myself, but I hope that I can kind of reach people who are dealing with addiction and recovery, mental health issues, health issues, and I hope that I can be kind of like a guide in, a guided light or a place you can come and listen and kind of um, just know that you're not alone in what you feel and what you think, and just know that other people think like you. I know that it helps when I go to AA meetings and when I sit in group therapies and talk about things and know that I'm not alone. So I just want everyone else to know that I am here, I hear you, I see you, and... You are not alone. So if you ever need to reach out, um, you have my social media tags, message me, and I will respond to you. I am here, and just have a blessed Saturday. Stay tuned for part two on my depression and mental health talk, and I'll have some more facts for you, maybe some more personal stories, and then some things that we can do to overcome you know this battle that we have to face every day and just remember to suit up and put the armor of God on you know you all are worth it and you all are strong and fierce and you can stand up in the face of any darkness that is put in your way because I have faith in you Um, all right. Bye.